Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hello and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. You will have noticed that I am not Kevin McDonnell. Um, so I've taken it over this month and actually I'm really, really excited because... We are also introducing today really good friends of mine, the fabulous Halstead Otley. Thank you so much for coming yeah, onto well the podcast welcome. today. Welcome. Thank so you. So for those people who don't know Halstead, when did we first meet? My goodness. It's... I think it was in my first year. I yeah, So it must have been definitely. 2015. Yeah. So what a good eight years yeah. ago now. But you'd yeah. been around Progressive much longer than that. Mm. When did you first come to Progressive? I came in 2010. So you're like 2010. Yeah. proper early adopter. Yeah. 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 So actually, before we talk about progressive, for those people, we'll do a proper intro to who you are. Let, let's talk about you before property, before progressive. Okay. Yeah. So those of you who know Halstead of old, what did you do? What were you up to? So before progressive, I started my working life working for Ipswich Co-op. So I joined them as a, a management trainee and um, I went on to become a store manager with them. Um. So I used to run see, local co-ops. Did you not? Yeah. Oh, see, there's a bit of a synergy there. I worked for Morrison's. I was a HR manager. I used right. to do the operational. Yes. Did their graduate course. Yeah. So that's actually quite stressful. Yeah. Um, being a store manager <laughs> is not the easiest of things. No. So how no. do you then go from being store manager level in a retail environment mm. to getting started in property? What what kind of brought you into it? Well, I started um, in property um, while I was working at the co-op. Yep. So um, my mum needed to raise some money. So she came to me as the oldest son and she said, me and your dad bought this house for 1,200 pounds. We've had it valued. They reckon it's worth 25,000. There's no way it can be. <laughs> so you were sent to go and investigate whether that was the case? Well, I'm just thinking 14 to 16 years, <laughs> it's gone from 1,200 to 25,000. I don't know anything else that can do that. So I'm in the sixth form at school. I go to my mates. We've got to do property. So it was that early on, yeah. six form at school? Yeah, wow. I said, come on, we've got to do... Because sometimes you can just see something. I could just see that this will really, really work. So, um, but anyway, my mates didn't want to do it. So you didn't actually get started then? So you had the idea, kernel of an idea of property investing because you'd saw £1,200 to £25,000, which is a significant jump in how long? 16 years, did yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. Like, where in the world can you get a jump like that? Yeah. 16 years, yeah. that big a jump. Yeah. So you initially started looking at it in sixth form. Your friends yeah. didn't want to do it. No. Did you then stop looking at it, or did you still? Did you have a desire then still to do property? I Once I, once I left sixth form, I um, got a job, as I said, with the co-op, but I had other jobs too. So my thing was that I would raise deposits and buy houses. So I didn't tell anyone I was doing it because nobody was interested. I still hung up with my mates and went out and had a good time. But just didn't talk property. But didn't talk property. So I went off and I, um, yeah, I sold insurance. I did odd jobs. I did whatever I could to raise deposits to buy houses. So you worked really hard, even at a yeah. really young age, yeah. saving up the deposits, yeah. putting that down, getting a mortgage, buying the property, and then yeah. just renting it out. Yeah. So no kind of buy, refair, rent, refinance that we know of today. It was just save up a deposit, buy a house. But that must have worked quite, you know, very few people at such a young mm. age would have the initiative to do that. Mm. 
Would you say it was quite difficult to do on your own though? Because if you say, you know, we talk a lot now about community and the ability to have conversations with people and bounce ideas mm, off mm, people, mm. challenges, you know, sharing the challenges and getting advice. Was that quite difficult for you then? I think that um, I didn't find it difficult because luckily I had good people around me. Mm. So there was a lady that I worked with and I said, look, I want to buy a house. And she just talked me through the different steps. Find a house, find a solicitor, find a, someone to lend you the money. So you had an unofficial mentor, really? Yeah. So How she, cool is that? I know. She talked me through it. And then my mortgage person, he, he, he also would guide me. Yeah. He found the mortgages. And then my solicitor, he also kept me on track. So I had a really good Robust sort of power network. team. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, anyone who's investing in property, mm. I'm sure you would still agree to this day, yes. the importance of having that team Definitely. there. So you were really yeah. lucky right from, yeah, the start. right from the start. So you've got quite a substantial portfolio then before you came along to Progressive. How did you find Progressive? Or did they find you? Because I know most yeah. people now, you've probably been carpet bombed <laughs> with emails or, you know, one email every 72 yeah. seconds. How did you find Progressive or Progressive well, find yeah, you? Well, yeah, well, I... I, so I, I obviously back in the 80s is when I first started buying my properties. I then found education by because um, I teach martial arts and um, one of my students lent me a book. I think it was called Your Money for Nothing and Your Property for Free or nice. something like that. And um, I thought, oh my God, there's a new, another way to buy property quicker. You can get all your money out and you can make money from it each month. And I thought, wow, this is great. Exciting. Yeah. And then through my letterbox came this two-hour seminar that you could go to. So I went to this seminar and I just found education. And as a result of that, um, Rob Moore was a speaker. So it was someone else's event that Rob Someone Moore, else's event. 2010, Progressive yeah. wasn't what you know it no. as today, this huge yeah. engine, multi-million pound property company. Yeah. It was Rob as a yeah. kid, effectively. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he was just really starting out on his speaking journey, if you like. Wow. And uh, so I heard him speak at this event. Um, he made an offering, which I didn't take him up on. But I went to another event and... He's like a bad penny. He's there again. (laughs) (laughs) Rob's there again. And this time I took him up on it. And um, yeah, the rest, as I say, is history. I came on board. So came on board in 2010. So obviously you've seen a lot of highs and lows within the property market. Both kinds of pre-education and Mm. post-education. There's been recessions. There's been booms. There's been, you know huge things along the way loads of changes for us as sure. landlords yeah section 24 you know yeah. changes now to section 21 so tell us a little bit about um how you kind of supercharged your results and what give, give us a couple of pointers along the way of the things that you found a challenge and how you overcome them as in once i joined progressive yeah, through, yeah. Through the property career the property. General, yeah, yeah yeah well but the early days um we had this thing called myris Mortgage interest relief at uh, source, yeah. that sort of thing. And you couldn't have, um, because only on your principal prime residence, so there was no uh, buy to let mortgages and stuff like it didn't that. Didn't exist. No, it didn't exist. And so I had it on two properties. So I spoke to my mortgage guy and I said, What can I do here? Um, I've got this on, on both properties and I'm not allowed. Um, and he said, Is there anyone that you trust? 
So had you been my friend back then, Tony, I would have, ta <laughs> I would have taken you for a drink. Oh, you are nice, Halston. That's the sort of guy. But we didn't know one another no, then, unfortunately. No, yeah. And I would have said, look, you want to leave home, but you can't afford to. If my mortgage man can get you a mortgage, would you hold the mortgage for me? I'll make all the mortgage payments. And um, once you're ready to buy, I'll release you from the mortgage and I'll give you the endowment as a thank you. Nice. So you were doing some really creative things yeah. early on, yeah. finding a solution to a problem. Yeah. And that worked. That worked, yeah. So yeah. you were finding people that effectively giving them homes, they yeah. were mortgage hosting yeah. for you, which yeah. was viable at the time, wasn't yeah. a, a challenge. So no. you've seen the first introduction of, this is, see, this is really exciting. You've seen the first introduction of buy to let lending. Yeah. You've seen the first introduction of Rightmove. You were investing in property prior to Rightmove. Yes. Yeah. How can you see, like, what are the biggest differences that you can see? Now, would you say it's easier to be an investor now or more difficult? Oh, God, it's easier. Much easier. Much, much, much easier. Um, but then, you see, then I was only, my, my goal at the time was to get 10 properties because you had the endowment. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what an endowment was, it's um, this insurance that you take out. So you have an interest-only mortgage. You then pay into this insurance. It runs the duration of the mortgage. And then it will be worth, we were told, double what you paid for the property. So at the end of the mortgage, you pay off the mortgage and then you've got this left. So a little pot of money. 25 grand, 10 houses. I've got 250 grand. Who needs any more than that? And that was my plan. However. However. <laughs> however. <laughs> the endowments didn't work. <laughs> so endowments didn't work. And so, um, and then there's things like interest rates that um, I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. There's things like tax, which I didn't know about. And so you learn about all these things as you go along. So the people who were hosting the mortgages for me, of course, I had to pay the tax for them. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so you just learn these things um, as you go. Well, you're one of the most chill people that I've ever met, Halston. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, you learn these things. That would be the end of the world for many people when it comes sure. to property investing. Yeah. Um, you've always had, you know, a, a level head and you deal with it. Many people would have left property investing sure. at that point. Yeah, what yeah, made yeah. you want to push forward with it? I suppose because I, I had my goal of what I wanted. I've always um, wanted to have what we call financial freedom, if you like, and I've always wanted to work for myself. So growing up with not much money, I wanted to have money. It was a driver. It was a driver for me, yeah. yeah. So kept going. Yeah. Bad Penny, Rob Moore, follows you to some networking events, events, which we'll yeah. come to a little bit later sure. on because it's a bit of a full circle moment for Halstead. Yeah. So come to some networking events. He spoke at a couple of them. The first time you listened but didn't move. Yeah. Second time you were given another opportunity which you grabbed with both hands. And you came yeah. along to the original progressive property yes. trainings. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have been around your buy to let, buy refer, refinance, little elements of things mm. like lease options and mm. HMO and things mm. that have progressed mm. over time. I think that you're probably one of the longest serving of the progressive community okay. now, yeah, you know, yeah. haven't been here since 2010. Sure. So from 2010 to current day, mm -hmm. one of the big things that you did, as well as building a substantial portfolio, you've been hugely active in the network. 
both you know helping other people mm. along the way so you've always been a bit of a mentor to those newer people coming in I sure. remember first meeting you and it was like sure. oh, Halstead's got all of this and we sure. wanted to push forward in that way when did you first set up because we're coming up to a very exciting anniversary aren't we we are indeed yes I think that um, so when I joined Progressive um, I bought most of the courses so I've done every single course that Progressive have got not just on the property side but the business side yeah. as well so I've done every single course and some of them I've done more than once yep. you know paid for them more than once to, to do them because things change mm -hmm. and I like to keep up to date with what's going on and especially if people are asking you questions you want to be able to give them the right answers yeah, absolutely. so yeah so uh, and I, I like to learn as well you know so I, I love learning I think that's a, a huge a hugely important point as well mm. is that things change we meet a lot of people we often have people you come to multiple mm. streams of property income events again and again and again for the networking and because there's always something to learn and because mm. things change and we offer ever meeting people who've been investing for you know yeah. 10 20 even longer years yeah. and they're always saying that there's something new to learn so you've always continually kept yourself updated yeah what led to you then taking over because you set up one of the early ppn franchises progressive yeah. property networking yeah. what made you decide that you wanted to be a host of a networking event well, we had we had a um networking event in ipswich but it wasn't that well supported mm -hmm. so you know i really felt sorry for the speakers sometimes they'd turn up and there'd be three or four of us in the room, you know, at best six, you know, there wasn't that many of us. And so um, the reason that I joined the networking group is because up until that point, I had al always been doing stuff on my own. Mm. And it can be quite lonely doing property on your own. And so going to these events and starting to get the training, you think, right, there are other people out there. There must be some in my area. Yeah. So I wanted to find those. I wanted to then see if I could make friends with these up and coming entrepreneurs, you know, and property millionaires of the future. Yeah. And so I thought that would be a really good way to do that, to set up a community in my local area. I thought, right, let's become a PPN host in Ipswich. I love the fact that you use the word community because oftentimes people think when it comes to networking, you know, it's a load of men and women rocking up after mm. a day job in a suit to sure. a networking event, mm. you know, tea and biscuits, yeah. listen to a speaker and off they go. But what you've created is a community and the exciting yes. anniversary that is up and coming is Halstead has been hosting the Ipswich PPN, Progressive Property Networking event for 10 years mm. now. That is a huge achievement. Yeah. What makes you keep pushing forward with it? Because you have a core group of people who come month in, month out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got 40, 50 people attending on a regular basis, which is yeah. absolutely huge, an amazing atmosphere. And I've been privileged mm. to come and speak at Ipswich PPN. Yeah. So what makes you keep pushing forward with it? What, why do you keep doing it? Well, firstly is, as I said, I like helping people. And so I, because property has allowed me the freedom that I've got, you know, the financial freedom that I've got, that I can do what I want, when I want, with whom I want. And I want to help other people do the same. Yeah. And I didn't come from money. And I want to show other people and help other people who haven't got money that that shouldn't be why you don't do it. Mm. There are ways that you can do it as long as you uh, have the right morals in your ethical and you work hard then you can achieve those things and so I have I put this community together to have those sorts of people and I can help those people to come along and do that I love that that even you know because a lot of people say oh you know the sharks in the property world and there is undoubtedly sharks mm. in the property world 
But I think people talk too much about the negatives and not the positives. The people like yourself who've been doing this month in, month out for 10 years, creating a safe space for people to come and network, Mm. giving opportunities to speakers to come and share their stories, giving opportunities for others to learn vicariously through them. And you touched upon education earlier on, and it's something that you said you're really passionate about. The, the difference between you know the Halstead of today and the Halstead of, of old mm. is that you still were able to do it, but you said it was a lonely process. You learned that actually I didn't know about this, this and this, whether that be you know taxation or government legislation or whatever. We use the phrase a lot, you don't know what you don't, don't know, know, but yeah. it's absolutely yeah. true. And so um, for anyone who is brand new and looking to get started, I would absolutely recommend you start getting some education of some format. So there is one thing that we will put into the comments down below, which is a document created by Rob's co founder Mark Homer which is a downloadable report gives you top tips on getting started and moving forward within your property career so we'll put that into into the links below Halstead took that one step further doing all of the progressive training yeah. so tell us a little bit about what you do now because obviously your your career in property spans a, not just a number of years but actually mm. a number of decades so yeah. what type of properties do you do what do you really enjoy doing have there been yeah. any property disasters along the way <laughs> that we can learn from <laughs> People always want the juicy information, they don't they, the juicy information, yes. Um, I suppose that um, I started off with buy-to-lets mm-hmm. um, and really I, I built that first and that's what mainly gave me the financial freedom, I suppose, was doing, was doing yeah, just doing the buy-to-lets. And they're great because as long as you look after your tenants, they'll be there forever. I mean, I've got, but just on one thing there, um, I've got a tenant who's been with me for 14 years. Wow. Right, so I've seen their children grow up. He's now got a new partner and he wants to go off. And now we had a meeting and the next generation are gonna take over the property. So they're gonna- Still staying in the same family? Yeah. How lovely is that? It's gonna stay in, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that and I think, You know, it, this is showcasing to people that although it is a business and property yeah. investing, you talked openly about, you know, I didn't come from money and I wanted to generate money. But what I think, you know, shows through in everything yeah. that you do is your desire to help people yeah. and that ability to create. Well, you're creating amazing homes because people wouldn't stay in I, for 14 yeah. years plus. You're giving people opportunities. You're supporting them on their way when they're, you know, moving off and moving into different pastures and yeah. onto different properties. But that just showcases what's possible for people from a generational. Yeah. You know, you're creating generational wealth. And before we hit record, we were talking about our children and whether they're going to come into the property world, etc. But also generational support. Mm for your tenants so i absolutely yeah. love that so yeah. 14 years and counting Kenti, yeah. longest serving tenant yeah um so is it just by letter that you do now i know that you've done some some really exciting projects so tell us what your portfolio currently consists of what types of properties okay you've got yeah there. so so yeah did buy to lets once i've built that then gave it to the my letting agents and they managed those um i then did hmos built those, give them to an HMO manager, and now do serviced accommodation, have someone who does that. And then I've just done a commercial where I did 30 bungalows, and they're now sold. I'm now building some industrial units, nice. um, 50 square meters, so four of those. And I've got some land where I've got some storage containers on there. And it might sound like, God, he does absolutely everything, which I can look at. But if you're starting out, I focused, I did Bytelects, yep. Then I did HMOs, then I did serviced accommodation, then I did commercial. And talking about education, I did the courses that I needed, took the action, got the, did the, bought the properties, 
then move to the next thing. Yeah. So although I bought all the courses, I didn't go and do all the courses at once because yeah. you just get overwhelmed and will do nothing. I sat down with my mentor and we worked out what I wanted to do. And then we said, right, this is the plan. You do this course and build this. You then do this and do that, do this. And so and that's what we did. And so for those people who are um, kind of listening to that and thinking, mm. I'd love to replicate that, I think it's really important that you're explaining. You've got the knowledge, you put it into action. That's mm. the most important yes. part. There's plenty yeah. of people out there who get the knowledge, don't put it into no. action. You've got yeah. the knowledge, you put it into action. You've built the portfolio. And then you've said, I passed it off to that manager. I passed yeah. it off to that manager. It is possible to create it passively. There is hard mm. work in doing so. But they become then quite leveraged, which frees mm. you up the time to learn the next strategy of your HMOs, mm. onto your service accommodation, now doing industrial units, commercial conversion. So you've got a very diverse portfolio. Yeah. What is your main focus right now when it comes to property? Are you still doing a bit of all of those or is there a, a different change in it? Yeah, so I still, um, I think that once the commercial buildings get built and we're doing the storage containers, uh, once they're up and running, I think I'd like to do more of that. Yep. You know, but I'm still buying. You know, at the moment, I've got four refurbs going through for buy-to-lets. So I'll always do buy-to-lets. Now, it might sound strange, but I think that buy-to-lets over time will be the best cash flow and asset you can have. Yes, everyone talks about HMOs and serviced accommodation because at the start you can get, you know, chunkier money. Chunkier money. But over time, I think that buy-to-lets, and why do I say that? That, yes, when you buy your buy-to-let, that you might only be cash flowing 150 to 250 pounds. But, you know, I've got some mortgages that are only £400, but you're renting them out for 1250 I mean, how many 800 cash flow and properties do you need to be financially free? And the tenants don't change. And some of the tenants, you know, how else did we need to put in a new kitchen? That's all right, we'll pay for it. You know, we need to put new carpets in, but don't worry, we'll pay for it. Do you mind if we put a conservatory on the back? Do you mind if we add some value to your property, <laughs> yeah. Halstead? Is that yeah. okay with you? And I'm having to think... I need to find something to offset against the rents. Can I, let me do something. Let me do a little bit of refurb <laughs> just to claim something back through taxation. Do you know what? You are preaching to the choir here because I am the biggest advocate of buy-to-let yeah. by refurb rent refinance. And you've done it from the original kind of vanilla buy-to-let days yeah. when buy-to-let lending mm. didn't exist and still doing it in today's market. And I think the lesson here for everybody mm. is that it doesn't matter what strategy you choose, as long as you get a bit of education in it, you put it into practice and you double down on it. And that over time, pretty much every investor will do every strategy, yeah. but it's nice to know that you're still doing the buy-to-lets that take yeah. over, but you're doing some of the other strategies that excite you right now. Yes. So we're coming up to the 10 year anniversary and we were talking just before we hit record because the PPN, the Progressive Property Network, gives you the opportunity to help other people. Mm. But you've also, you know, you've gained from that as well. No one invests for 10 years into a business and a networking opportunity mm. if it's not working. So we were talking about how you've got, who did you get in your team? You've got Plummer, who is like a founding member or a diamond member yes, within your yeah, PPN. Yeah, yeah. Mortgage broker? Well, yeah, so there's a guy who does all, who does bridging and stuff like that and mortgages. So we've got a really good mortgage broker there. Um, we've got um, letting agents. So we've, uh, one of my letting agents looks after my properties. So, you know, there's a really, really good um, diverse team there. And the reason, you know, why, one of the reasons why I wanted to create PPN was so that it was a really safe place for people to come along and find those trusted, what I call the suppliers to property. Mm -hmm so that you haven't got to go to the yellow pages. Do you remember the yellow pages? You, you're too young. You're too <laughs> young to remember the yellow pages. Yeah. I 
remember so, that advert as well. And the only people, the only people that got any business were the A's and B's. If, you, <laughs> if your property, if your business started being said, you never got a phone call, right? So, it's true, though, yeah. isn't it? Like, the, and now in today's world, with there being so much noise around the property market, not just the you know we can offer you this, but also the property buy the letters dead, mm. the property market's going to crash. Mm. There's so much noise and so much negativity. It's nice to know for those people who are looking to get started that there are safe hubs like mm. the Progressive Property Community, like the Progressive Property yeah. Network that you've set up. I want some death though, we're, we're, and I'm very conscious of your time, so I sure. don't want to I don't want to encroach on it too much. But this sounds like the perfect journey. You are, you know, one of the most <laughs> measured people that I've ever met. There has got to have been something where you think, there was this one time when this was a bit of a nightmare. And how did you overcome it? We talk a lot about learning mm. and education. You know, it's Warren Buffett who says it's great to learn yeah. from your mistakes, better to learn from other, other people's. Yeah, did you learn from someone else's mistake and think that's great? Or have you ever made uh, an error in judgment or had a challenge that you think, oh, I needed help and support with that? God, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to sit here and say that it's been smooth all the way and that I've never made made any mistakes and whatever. But yes, I mean, even still now today, I still still make mistakes. But one of the biggest challenges that I had to overcome was back in my, my early um, investing time. So go back to 1992 and um, pre-frame that is that I had about eight properties then, something like that. And because I didn't understand tax. Mm -hmm. I thought if I'm not making any profit, don't have to pay any tax. Say so if my mortgage was, you know, 200 pounds, I would charge maybe 180 rent or something like that. And so that I wouldn't have to pay. Make any... a loss and carry it forward. Yeah. yeah. So, and because I had, I was working really hard, I could afford to pay that because I saw it as a pension. I didn't know you could make money every month from it. So I, I wasn't. And then 1992, interest rates go to 16%. And now I'm in arrears on all of my properties. And I'm just thinking, I don't know what to do. So there's this thing called the CAB Centre, the Citizens Advice Bureau. So I go to see them and I says, look, I'm in arrears here. I'm really, really struggling financially. What can you do? What can I do to help myself? And they said, well, Mr. Rotliff, if it's causing you that much pain, sell them. And I thought, I can't. Say me all this, this, yeah. I can't, I just can't sell them. So I phoned up my area manager because I'm still at the co op. I phoned them up and I says, Look, um, what can I do? I start, so I said to my the manager, I said, I'm not coming in today. So I stayed at home and I just got a sheet of paper and I just brainstormed. I just wrote anything, anything I could think of, just wrote down. And I went to see uh, my mentor which was my mortgage broker, <laughs> as we know. And I just said to him, what can I do here? And we just came up with a plan. You wouldn't believe that one of the things was raise the rent. I mean, uh, that was just... Didn't even enter your house? No, not at all. So, yeah, but we came up with a plan with, you know, what to do to be able to try and keep my portfolio. 1994, obviously, you're, you being in retail, they decided to open the four Sundays yeah. before Christmas. Now, the co-op is backed by the unions. So they said, no, we're not. So it was great. We weren't opening on a Sunday. But to come the next year, they um, had to because we lost so much money. Yeah. So they said to me, you're going to have to work Sundays. And I was running a football team. There was no way I was working Sundays. So um, I handed my notice in. 
to which my mum was a bit upset <laughs> by that. So yeah, so I, I handed my notice in and I've been financially free from educate from work since 1994. Nice. So I was making more money from my properties than I was as a store manager with the co-op. So the challenge was a challenge that there will actually be some landlords in right now. Yeah. using the term landlords purposely because I believe there is a big difference between mm. a landlord and a property investor. But there will be people right now who are facing, and let's, you know, historically speaking, these are not high interest rates. You're talking 16%, 16% back in the early 90s. Yeah. We're talking, you know, the five, six, seven on our mortgage interest rates, you mm. know, six, seven, eight. Um, but the same challenges still arise and it's having yeah. your mentor around you to say, this yeah. is what we do. It's sitting down and taking time out to mm. brainstorm. There is always yeah. a solution for a problem. Yeah. So the negative did turn into a positive. Yeah. Not that I want to revel in your misery, no, Halston, sure. but it's nice to know yeah. that you've also yeah. had challenges along sure. the way. But what you've created is something very, yeah. very special. Yeah. Um, I personally could sit and talk to you for hours. Sure. I've got a ton of other questions that I'd love to sure. ask. Um, if you want to hear more from Halstead, if you, uh, providing he's happy to give us his time, um, if you've got any questions for him around, you know, the challenges that he's faced, the successes that he's had, you want some guidance and some support, are we all right to ask people to drop it in the comments below and we'll jump on Definitely. there and answer some yeah, of those sure. questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are looking to gain some additional advice and information, then you have the opportunity, as we'll put in the link below, somewhere below here, we'll put a link in for the downloadable report created by Mark Homer, teaching you how to get started and how to move forward with your buy-to-let property career. And what I'd also like to do, because we are coming up to the 10-year anniversary of Ipswich PPN, Yeah is to say if you wanted to get any more information on how you can attend Ipswich PPN or your local PPN, how can people get hold of you if they want to? Right. What's the best method? Best method. So I'm on Facebook. So just find me on Facebook, Halstead Otley on Facebook. Um, we've also got a progressive networking page. So um, Progressive Property Ipswich, um, you can find that. Or PPN Ipswich, what are you looking for? So any of those will, will do. Or LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn as well. I am certain that people are going to want to listen to more to what you have to say. Sure. Would you come back and do a round two with us? Definitely. Yes. I'll thank you so much. So thank you for listening to the Progressive Property Podcast today with myself, Tony Gargan, and our awesome guest today, Mr. Halstead Otty.